G'day and welcome back to another episode of Bush Yarns. I'm Scotty Connell from Kimberley Spirit and I'm stoked to be able to bring you some more yarns from Mount Bush up here in the Kimberley, northwestern Australia. Let's get into it. G'day and welcome back to another episode of Bush Yarns. I'm sitting down here once again, same as last week, by the Ord River. Beautiful place and it's a um, yeah, lovely Friday. Um, sun is shining, it's all happening, but I'm sitting here with um, our first official um, guest of 2023, AZ Dungy. How are you going? Oh, great. Oh, uh, I saw some waterfalls this morning, so very good. <laughs> yeah, it's been beautiful, hasn't it? It's um, been a really neat week. So, AZ just got in touch with us um, not that long ago, it was only a few weeks ago, and just said, Is there any possibility of being able to jump on to see some of these wet season waterfalls and and um, that sort of thing? So, we were able to accommodate that, which was really good. It all worked out well, and get the family along and, and um, come and have some food and some fun and some yeah good times together and check out some of the attractions around Kananara between sort of Wyndham and Lake Argyle. Um, so yeah, it's all been happening. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit about yourself, AZ, and where you come from and, and um, what you're up to, what, what brings you here? Oh, that's a lot of questions. So. It is. Yeah, it's very well rounded. Um, well, um, I live in Los Angeles, uh, which is in the States, as you say. Yep. Um, and I'm not from Los Angeles. I'm actually from the East Coast, but I live there because that's where my work is. Um, I work in television. I write for television, mostly television comedies. Um, I've been doing that for about eight years now. And uh, let's see what brought me here. Well, I've been here before, but not during the wet season. And I've always wanted to see these amazing waterfalls and I was following unfortunately all the flooding that happened um, and how that has had some pretty negative ramifications but also um, it has provided kind of a very beautiful wet season here in Kananara yeah and so sort of at the last minute it was my birthday and I was like <laughs> maybe I should do something for it and then I at the last minute I was like let me see if I can maybe go um, and I had some leeway at work, so I did. Even though it's been kind of crazy because I've been working and yeah. trying to see waterfalls. Yep, getting up bright and early in the morning because <laughs> over in America it's been work day when it's the middle of the night for you here. That's in Kananara, absolutely correct. Which yes. isn't the best part. You've managed it very well. and <laughs> With coffee. Yeah, with coffee. And, and, de and determination. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you want to just um tell the guests i guess really i find it really interesting what you do and so is all our family and friends and that sort of thing um to hear about what you do um writing tell um comedies that's yeah. what a unique job for one and um and yeah i found it even just the way when you're talking to the girls and um the young people as well just something to encourage them um in you know, just thinking outside the square from your ordinary jobs you can do and it's a passion job you you love it is that what you would call it uh, it's definitely a passion job. It, um, yeah, there's, it's, it, there's glamour sometimes, but a lot of times it's pretty, it's, writing is not easy, no yeah. matter what kind of writing it is. Um, but there's also lots of different pressures and lots of different needs. Um, there's different kinds of actors that you have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's definitely something I've always wanted to do. I don't, 
I was originally on the performing side. So I went to school. I always wanted, actually wanted to, to perform on Broadway. That was my big thing. I loved the theater. But um, yeah, I guess in the back of my mind, even my mom would say things like, well, eventually you're going to have to write for yourself. And which is kind of funny, but I guess I came up in a time when there wasn't many opportunities for people like me. Um, I'm black and indigenous, um, I'm African, which is African-American and uh, from a tribe in Virginia called the Pamunkey. And there weren't very many like good comedy roles for black women. And when I first was like out of college and everything, there was actually a lot of talk about that in America because we have Saturday Night Live, which is kind of like the big place that people go to hone their craft as as like comedic actors and they had realized that they hadn't had a black woman on that show for seven years oh, wow. <laughs> um and they were like hmm that seems wrong yeah <laughs> um anyway so there was a lot of talk about how there was kind of you know the the representation wasn't there and so I started kind of writing my own stuff um, and through, I did a web series and through that, um, after doing that, I got the opportunity to like pitch for being in a writer's room because I had written the web series and I performed in the web series. Um, I actually auditioned for a Saturday night live and that's when I got my agents and my manager and they put me in for writing for TV shows. Um, and it was kind of like. I wasn't sure how that was going to go because it's not something that I studied. I didn't really know how to do it. Mm. I just was doing it on instinct and from looking at like um, scripts, you know, yep. like I would read scripts and I would watch shows and I'd be like, okay, if I was to write a show, I'd like it to be like this, you know? Yeah. And so it was kind of like learning by doing. Um, and then I ended up getting my first gig as a writer and it was with Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Tina Fey is kind of a, um, a big name in America. Yeah. Um, and I grew up watching her and like forcing my mom to watch YouTubes of her, (laughs) (laughs) of her doing weekend update on SNL and, um, movies that she was in and things like that. And so even just to have that interview was crazy. Um, I like had the interview and then laid on the floor because I was so nervous. How good is that? Uh, Yeah. But anyway, I got the job. And so, um, I had to like learn really quickly how to do this job that I really wasn't necessarily prepared for. But, um, I worked with them for four and a half years, um, on a show called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And that's kind of where I really learned how to write for TV. Um, and thankfully I learned from the best really, honestly. Um, so yeah. That's unreal. And when you're talking about pushing that comfort zone and doing stuff, um, and then having to just literally lay on the floor and get, (laughs) get over it. How do you do that? What gives you the courage to do that? What, you know, where does that come from? It's crazy. Um, I've thought about that a lot because sometimes I feel like I don't have it anymore. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, but it's like there's a part of me that's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? (laughs) The worst that can happen is they don't, you know, I don't get the job and that's actually not that bad. You know? Um, I think the hardest thing was making my web series because that was very vulnerable. Um, and I didn't know how it was going to go, but I think 
what helped me was talking through it with people whose opinions I really respected and getting, always being open to, um, like being directed. So I was going in one direction with my web series and then someone who, whose opinion I trusted, I talked to him about it and he was like, actually, I think you should maybe think about it this way. And then instead of kind of being like no this is what I want to do I actually said huh maybe they have a point and I tried what they what they were uh suggesting um they ended up directing the web series actually but point being that I always I know that the best things come from collaboration yeah um and and getting the support of people whose work I really love and opinions I trust like that has made a big difference that helps me to have courage I think also my mom is really always like a real cheerleader for me. My sisters, I have younger sisters, um, and feeling like, okay, they believe in me. Um, and then just, just sometimes just being like trusting myself, like, you know, like trusting that I can do things that I don't know, like just giving it a try. Like, I don't know, like just trusting myself and like realizing that, um, if I put one foot out, like the next part of the staircase will show up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think also, I think a lot about my ancestors. Um, just personally, that's something that gives me a lot of strength. Um, they, I look at the things that they went through and I'm like, look, writing a comedy is not, <laughs> it's nothing compared yeah. to some of the things that, the individual stories of the people that um, are from my family, you know, I'm like, I have their strength. I have their intelligence. um, And, you know, there's nothing that the world can give me that I can't face, I don't think. Um, And that's something that they taught me. But I do feel like being grounded is really important, like with your family and with with people that believe in you. they can believe in you when you don't believe in yourself. Like my mom was the one who said, you're going to have to start writing for yourself. I was like, that sounds crazy. Like, I don't, that's not something I want to do, but she was right. And then I kept thinking, well, she, if she believes I can do it. Like I can do it. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And it sounds like that perspective, um, gaining that perspective, looking back to then be able to look forward and that sort of thing helps a lot. But also what I picked up in that was the teachability, like being teachable. You need to like, you need to be open to other people's ideas and you need to talk and you need to understand that what you think might be the way it might not be the way it might be something slightly to the left or to the right that could really help but it's having other people's support and wisdom and guidance and that sort of thing yeah. i think that really stands out if you weren't teachable then you probably might not be where you are right i would 100 percent say that that's true i mean i think what's actually I've had to learn is when, when they're not right. (laughs) Like sometimes I'm too teachable. Um, but I think, yeah, like what, that's kind of what I meant by when you put the, your foot forward, the next part of the staircase will, will come. Well, sometimes that, that is actually through another person. Um, and yeah, I'm just always kind of looking out for what that could be intuitively but then also like I do spend a lot of time just praying and being by myself and like grounding myself in you know faith too like just knowing that I'm taken care of no matter what you know if I fail I fail but I'm 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 
you know, it doesn't mean that I'm a failure, if yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, but there are times when I look back and I'm like, I have no idea how I had the courage to do <laughs> that. I mean, one of those things is like after I put out my web series, I was on, I was interviewed by the end of the week. I was like, my web series is about the time I spent after college. I worked briefly um, at George Washington's house in, wow. in <laughs> which was a muse- is a museum. Yeah. And I portrayed one of, so we, they had people that walked around the museum in costume as if they were in that time period. It was yep. the weirdest job. <laughs> and I, of course, being a black woman, was portraying one of his 316 slaves. Yep. Um, and I was there as an educational component. Like, I learned for months the actual, like, lives of these people and the time period and early American history and all that. And then I get out there and it was like, it was like shocking the things that people said and asked me. Mm. And some of it was really um, hurtful. Some of it was clearly um, meant to be hurtful. And then some of it was just plain ignorance that I was just like, Americans don't know anything about their own history. And it bothered me. Um, But I also got out of that job within a year because I was like, this is insane. But, (laughs) Mm. um, but, but I did teach me kind of where we were. Um, That was during Obama's second administration and there was a lot like going on with people about race and about like a history and just a lot happening and um so I used that story and I used the actual questions that people asked me when I was working there and I made this web series which was actually a comedy but it was a dark comedy um anyway so it had a lot of like social political appeal I guess and so I was interviewed on NPR, which is our national public radio. And then at the end of the week, BBC World called me. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll be interviewed on BBC World. Yeah. And wow. then when I got interviewed at the end of the interview, the the last question was, what do you think about race relations in America? How, how, do, we fix, <laughs> how do we fix it? And I'm like, I don't know. I just write comedies. Like, I don't, you know? And it's just like, I again, it was one of those things where it's like, how did I even, I don't even remember. Like, I blanked out. I have no idea how I answered that question. But, yeah, it's just like every time I it thought. It sounds like a very loaded question. Such Sorry. a loaded question. And, and I kept getting these loaded questions. And then, like, yeah. but every time I thought I had done the thing that was hardest, like, something else would come <laughs> that was harder, um, which taught me that I was capable, but yep. at the time felt like a whirlwind, <laughs> certainly. Yeah. I could imagine. Um, but anyway, and now here we are in Kananaras. <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah. cool background, though, to hear all that sort of stuff, because we've just had International Women's Day just a couple of days ago, and a lot of guys that I've speak to is like, every day is International Women's Day, you know, and I like that. It's like, well, it is, but it is nice to have a day where we can celebrate and we can actually honour women as well, you know, mm. as far as, um, like, you know, as far as what their role is and what they do, you know, and how special they are. And we were talking about it before, like the courage out of women, like a, there's a lot of strong women out there and there's a lot of, you know, the rights, you know, they do deserve equal rights in a lot of different things. History needs to be changed in that space. And particularly like there's places overseas, you know, where women still can't get jobs and can't, sure. you know, and all that sort of stuff. And, and um, I guess more so than looking at trying to create a big change is just really celebrating women and um, what they are achieving in this day and age and that we are moving forward and progressively 
um, as a society. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone would agree with me on that, but that's yeah. everybody's entitled to their own views. But here, certainly where we live, women are, you know, we're very, very blessed. Have the yeah. opportunity to do so many different things, regardless of your age, sex, gender, that sort of thing. Living up in the Kimberley, you know, we're all kind of one. But um, these issues that do go, well, not issues, these um, these days, these celebratory moments, these things that um, the nation, and more so in the cities around when they're getting so much media and that sort of thing, they do impact us here in these smaller places as well. And it does give you food for thought. Even if you're in the bush and you're not listening to radios or watching televisions or that sort of thing, you sort of hear like, until a few years ago, I didn't even know there was such a day, you know, there seems to be a day for all sorts of things, but (laughs) it's um, really cool to have you on um, podcast and come on to Bushans and and, um, half of our demographic, or half of the people listen are women and they're from around the world and different places, so hopefully this is something I do try to get more women on. I do have a lot of guys (laughs) on here and it's, I'm constantly thinking of women, you know, around the Kimberleys, there's some real pioneers up here. There's some amazing women, but to track them down and then slow them down to be yeah, able to get them to women are working. <laughs> <laughs> They're As overworking. A, you know, to get them to speak into a microphone isn't the easiest. So it's something that I will endeavour to to do. And there is some ladies that are lined up that are great. It's just a matter of them actually being in town and not out in the bush and that sort of thing. We've had Larissa from Ellen Bray. She's a wonderful um, bush yarns you can listen to from. Um, however many episodes ago Larissa was on there she's just an absolute jet um, but these these um, things you're talking about with um, yeah taking this courage and strength it's really admirable um, for what you're talking about doing um, in your space and it's difficult right it's like to be an African-American woman in this environment where like I could not imagine like for yourself to be actually playing a slave <laughs> like, yeah, that and was then crazy. getting those questions you'd actually it would be more than playing it you'd be feeling it if people I are asking that many dumb yeah. questions and like I could imagine because when you get busloads of tourists through to anything you get those handful of people that you're just like constantly just going are you serious you yeah. know and everybody's got to deal and with people them. were uh, there were people that were actually offended that I was there which is <laughs> crazy because <laughs> Because for us, you know, that's so awful, but it's for us, you know, George Washington is like a god. Yeah. And they go there for like a pilgrimage, basically. Yeah. And then here I am sort of bringing up something that they don't want to think about. Yeah. And I am kind of doing that all the time. Yeah, (laughs) for a living. Just for, for a living, I was doing it then. And then I realized that that's kind of sometimes the space I have to just realize that I occupy um sometimes that's the space I occupy even in writers rooms it's not necessarily what I want to be but there are some certain things that we have to deal with which is why black women aren't in those spaces sometimes because people don't want to think about those things that that are real and true that um that that even just our existence brings up um but yeah it was again one of those things where it's like I got in over my head because I just assumed that we were all on sort of the same page I was very naive yeah, I guess. yeah. Um, and I felt like what I was really there to do was teach like there would always be busloads of kids coming mm. you know and that's kind of the role I played was I took them on these tours and I took their I mean this is the literal space where these people lived you know like yeah. and I took them to, to, to the actual places where these and I was embodying these these, these people um, and the kids were fine. The kids were great. The kids were like very receptive, but the adults were people that were dealing with all kinds of like feelings about history that I didn't even realize 
I mean, I have feelings, obviously, about history, but I didn't realize that this there was so much defensiveness, I guess, yeah. about this particular aspect of history. Now it's clear, um, especially in America, it's been made very clear and laid very bare in the last maybe four, four to eight years. But um, at the time, it felt it felt like a surprise to me. Um, yeah, no doubt. But yeah, but things like you're saying things are getting better, and I always, you know thinking about women um and what you're saying about it's hard being a black woman and and just being a woman i mean the 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 first show i was on people were saying it was it was a big deal because over half our writers room was women and it was run by a woman tina fey and i mean it's co-run she was a co-showrunner so there was a man as well but um, and the lead was a woman, and it was it was like a big deal, yeah. You know, to have that many women, especially in a, a comedy space, yeah. Um, but but for me, it became normal because that was my first first job, you know. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely felt in other rooms where the majority were men, talked over. I felt um, I felt like totally belittled sometimes, and not even they don't even recognize that they're doing it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, and then I feel myself closing up because, um, you know, you, you kind of gaslight yourself to think that that's what you deserve a little bit. Mm. Um, but so it becomes and if that's the culture of the place, it becomes like, you know, again, do I want to how much do I want to stir the pot, you know, and how much do I want to just get through this to get a paycheck and leave, you know? Yeah. Um, so definitely things are changing, but but um things have to continue to change um but i also on the other hand like thinking about traveling and coming here one of my things is that i've come to in my life is sometimes i've been you know i'm in my 30s now and i feel like there's a lot of pressure as a woman also to be married with children yeah. and feeling like you know you're kind of neglecting that part of you if you're focusing on a career but I come from people that have always worked. I don't have people, my women in my family that didn't work. Like, I know that's a narrative of feminism. Like, we wanted to get out of the home. But for black and indigenous women, that's not true. Like, we always worked. But what we haven't got to do is rest yeah. and and have, like, adventure. Yeah, and, like, good. really get to know ourselves in a different way. And so yeah, that's awesome. I've been able to feel like, you know, maybe I'm not doing things in the way that it's like there's so many different um like uh what's the word i don't know different messages women get right yeah. now it's like be strong be independent yeah. but don't be too independent because then men won't want you <laughs> don't make too much money because then they won't feel like they're that you need them but don't be a gold digger <laughs> like it's like yeah. well what do you want us to do Balance. like have don't have kids too soon don't have kids too late like <laughs> yeah it's like so all over the place so it's like at a certain point, you just got to make your own road yep. and and find there's good and bad in all the choices you could possibly make. But I do feel like almost feel like some sometimes I feel like through me, my female line gets to kind of rest and and have fun. In, yep. in, in a sense. I love that. It's so yeah. important and something that I always try and remember because you can get so caught up, especially when you do you are you know, involved in a passion project or a job or something like that, it's 
it's um, something that's so important is to stop and rest and know what is balance and how it all goes instead of just work, 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 work. work working your whole life away sucks. Yeah, you know, like, that's I true. Don't, I, don't, I just don't... I know some people that are doing it and doing it very well, you know, particularly out on cattle stations and places yeah. like that where it's you work sun up to sun down seven well, days a week. Well, then women go home but, and work more. Yeah, exactly. I mean, women go yeah, home and then true. they do the work of the house and then they yeah. do the work of raising children and then they do the work, some, a lot of emotional labor with men as well. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No offense yeah. to men, but y'all, y'all, yeah, need, y'all need help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and I think that, yeah, there's, there's been many generations of that for, for me, uh, or at least in, you know, in my family. And I'm like, well, you know, I get to do something different, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's good. Rest, travel. And so that brings you up here to the Kimberley and you've been here a few times. Yes. I yep. have. And you've been to Broome and you've been up to Kununurra. Which one would you rather go to? Broome or Kununurra? Yep. Oh, Kununurra. hundred yep. percent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I like Broome. Um, but like, I guess maybe because I've grown up around beaches, like that doesn't feel as different. Um, but also there's, to me, it's, there's just much more, um, diversity of experience in Kununurra and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just unlike any place I've ever been. Um, yeah, but Broome's nice too. And they've got they got pearls, so that's yeah, nice. They do. For, yep. Nice and for them. And food and, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when you say it's unlike anywhere you've been, um, how can you elaborate on that? Like Kununurra, just to give people, because we're always trying to paint the picture of where we are. Mm. And I mean, right now you can see the beautiful river, you can hear the birds, you were sitting under a mango tree. Well, there you go. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, I mean, there's so <laughs> many different types of, like there's a lake, there's a river, there's water holes everywhere, there's waterfalls everywhere um it, there there is there are the comforts of a small town to to a certain extent but then there are also like so many off the beaten path kind of places you can go yep um and i like i'm you know i i there's a part of me that wants to do more of that like um I, I would call it the res part of me, which might not mean much to your listeners, but if you know anything about reservations, <laughs> like that's very, it's very rugged, like more, more natural, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I like fishing. There's, there's boats. There's, um, what else? Hmm. I'm sure there's people that do hunting around here, but I haven't yeah. done that. Yeah. We went horseback riding last night. Um, yeah. so there's just a range of things to do. And then there's like resorts, or you could stay at caravan parks. Like, it's just, um, but it's it's a nice place to also just rest, like mm. because it's so, the skies are so clear, um, the sunsets are unreal, the sunrises are beautiful too. Although I don't always want to get up for that, but <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then just the wildlife and. Um, the, the, um, greenery, all of that is just abundant. It feels very lush. It feels very fertile. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. And the sunset this morning, I haven't seen many sunset, (laughs) sunrise this morning. I haven't seen many lately because I've been quite busy as well and just at at it early in the morning, but this morning's was absolutely spectacular. And I think that's when you, yeah, like that's where you can really rest and enjoy and 
and um, embrace the new day and that sort of thing when you can get up early and you're ready for it. Obviously, you've been working early in the morning and I've been preparing and doing stuff to get sorted for the day and kids and family, that sort of thing. But there's sunrises, sunsets up here, uh, some of the best in the world. And some of them, we're not even watching the sunset. We're literally just in a valley or we're looking at a rock or we're looking at something else. It's just that time of the day. Yeah. There's so many facets to nature here where you do have the birds or you do have you know, other things which make a sunset particularly special the sky at the moment hey the sky's been beautiful lately all the different clouds and mm. and that sort of thing but so Kananara is a place you would come to again yeah definitely by the sounds of things it's a I, long I way I would bring yes no kidding uh, yeah <laughs> I would like to bring my sisters here at some yep. point yeah um, that'd be really cool what about your mum my mom, I mean, sure, if she wants to, it's, it is a long way. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't travel as much. So, um, I got her out of the country for the first time. Well, no, I guess she's been to Jamaica once, but that was like when she was really uh, much younger. Yep. But last year we all went on a trip because my sister was, um, doing a study abroad in Denmark. Yep. Um, and so we all went to Denmark and to Iceland for Christmas um, so that was my mom's first kind of like trip that was that big. Yeah. So I think maybe we need some baby steps, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I talk about Australia so much to her that, you know, she did say like, if ever I moved here, she would be like, I think I'm going to move there too. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I think she'll get here at some point. We'll yeah. See. It sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. And um, you've got friends here as well. You've met people here over the years. And I have, yeah. Keep in contact with them as well. Yeah, I have, and, and th- yeah, and I even met some when I, I went to last year to the um, Garinji Freedom Festival in Kalkarinji, and I met some people there that I would like that I'm going to visit with today. So, awesome. How was that? Um, it was beautiful. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, I stayed, they, they actually rent out tents that they put up for you and they have like a nice campground. You can camp yourself there, but you can also rent one of their tents. And then they, they had, um, music, uh, going 24 seven, like at the music, there's like a music venue. Um, and then at night there were big concerts and then I saw the best fireworks I'd ever seen in my life. Al Calcarinji. And I was screaming so much that my friend took video of me. Like, cause I had never, I was like turquoise. There was turquoise. There was like bright orange. There was like fuchsia. Like I'm like, I've never seen any. Most of the time in America, we just have red, white, and blue for our our silly flag. But like, um, anyway, it was wonderful. (laughs) Um, And then there was footy. Um, and then there was a lot, there was lectures and talks about, and we redid the walk, not the full walk. Cause yep. we we're weak and we can't do the full walk like yeah. they did, but we also had elders that were there and were children at the time of the wave hill walk off. Yep. And we heard from them and we went to their sites where they, you know, where the walk off actually happened and where they lived as children and they described the experience. And that was so powerful. It was just, yeah, that's it was, unreal. Yeah. It was really unreal. Um, and- we even the women got to go to a birthing tree um, where this one was like, this is where I was born, you know, when we were here at Wave Hill. And uh, it was just, it was incredible. I mean, especially someone who studied like the civil rights movement in America, which yeah. is um, something that, you know, I've studied and my grandparents who raised me went, were there for and everything. And so yeah. like, it just meant a lot to me to be in another place where those same kinds of experiences happened. I feel a lot of, a connection and allyship with um, the experience of 
of black people here as well. So Yeah, that's brilliant. And from little things, big things grow, that's right? That's right. And and he was there. Was he? Uh Paul what's his name? Paul McCartney. No, no, no. <laughs> that's the wrong Paul. Thank you very much. But he was there, yeah. He sang the song. And here I know the song now because I've been listening. I'm to just prepare. totally not What is his name? I Paul um I want to, now I'm saying Paul Simon. Jeez. Yeah, we're I, bad. You're bad, and it's not even my country. Nah, so. <laughs> no, I've heard I've heard Dan Sultan and Missy Higgins, um, their version. Yeah, well, they've played it with him so many times. Paul Kelly, of course. Kelly, well, yeah, that's hopeless. He was Sorry there, that. and he sang all. Totally daydreaming. He sang. He also sang the gravy song, which my my <laughs> my friends Paul McCartney. <laughs> my friends love that gravy song, and yeah. now they'll tell me Happy Gravy Day. I'm like Happy Gravy Day. Oh, <laughs> no, we don't have that, but anyway, he was there, and um, oh, you'd expect nothing less. It, you couldn't go to that without Paul Kelly and no, he, Dan Sultan, yeah. Missy Higgins, John Butler, all those crew being there who sing all of that so well and get around and and really champion mm. um, all of these. Um, these things to do with reconciliation, don't yeah. they? And 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 um, learning about the past and understanding. And we we're talking about that the other day with um, places around the world that we've travelled to, and really understanding what's taken place in history to be able to move forward. How important it is to have that yeah. education so that you can move forward from something you understand that you're moving forward from as a group of people. Yeah, you together. have to have the narrative. You have to all be clear on what the narrative is. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. is often the first, the hurt, the biggest hurdle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just everyone agreeing on on what happened and what it means. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I won't take up too much more of your time. I said I'd keep it nice and sharp, which is good. How, do, how can people get hold of you if people are interested in... You do beadwork, you have social media, you do some different mm-hmm. stuff. If people want to reach out and just have a chat or encourage you or, you know, or ask you questions sure. or anything like that. How well, I'm, I'm on Instagram... It's at AZDs, which is AZDs, wow, AZD, (laughs) which is A-Z-I-E-D-E-E. I'm also on Twitter with the same, Um, and I think that's pretty pretty much the best way to do it. If you want to see any of the shows I've written, um, there's a link tree on there, but then I also have a Wikipedia page, can you believe it? There you go. And I also have an IMDB, which is... um, just lists like the different shows yeah imdb.com um yeah so that's pretty much it that's me that's can't awesome. think of anything else i mean i could give you my bank account if anybody <laughs> wants to send me some money no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no that um um harlem was one of the shows that we recognize because it's been on um with Whoopi goldberg do you actually wrote that yeah, I was um, one of the writers on one that. One of the writers. It's a little dirty. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. It's a dirty show. Yeah. When I say yeah, I, I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's just, people like. Yeah, I like. I mean, people like it. So. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah and there's Netflix. To, I have to check it to out. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Girls Five Eva on Netflix. Those are those are ones that. Oh, and also, um, Oh, you, I don't. I think on Stan you have um, Rutherford Falls, yep. which a lot of Indigenous people here have told me. Cause most of my friends here are Aboriginal, yep. and they've told me they really like it because it's that one is about. Um, it's one of the main characters is a Native woman, so yep. people people seem to find a lot of connection with her and with that story. So yeah, excellent. So that's uh, on Stan. Rutherford Falls. Mm-hmm. Have to check it out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, check them out, guys. And if you've got anything you'd love to connect with um, AZ, then by all means, we'll put the um, 
put her links in description, that sort of stuff as well. But otherwise, get online and, and check it out. And thanks so much for coming on Bush Yarns. I really appreciate your time. Of course, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And for this week, it's been a wonderful way to start the start the year. I know the kids have really loved it and the family have loved having you here. And it's been a real pleasure. So thanks so much, Aisy. Thanks so much for your generosity. My pleasure. And thank you to everybody for listening. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, you'll hear from us again very soon. Enjoy, have a great week, and see ya. Cheers for tuning in to another episode. I trust you enjoyed it. To follow more of our journey, check us out on Instagram at Kimberly Spirit or the website KimberlySpirit.com. Stay stoked and God bless.